MD Hunter, and I'm the pediatrician next door. I'm that doctor friend you call for practical advice about your kid's health. I mix the science of medicine with the reality of parenting. This is kind of embarrassing, but when I was working in the emergency room, twice I was fooled into thinking a kid had an abdominal tumor, and it turned out to be, well, what we call a fecaloma. It was poop. I was feeling I was feeling poop, not a tumor. Parents tend to think that kids' diets are to blame for constipation, but as I talked about in episode 25, pooping and peeing are both really complex body functions. They're at least as intricate as walking. If you missed that episode, go back and check it out. You're going to have a whole new appreciation for something most people don't talk about. In that episode, I explained why things go wrong and cause all kinds of potty problems. In this bonus episode, I'm going to cover what you can do about it. Like I just said, it's not always about diet. And actually, we find that stomach aches, stool holding, and other issues are often connected to feelings like anxiety and fear and other thoughts going on in the brain. There's definitely a brain-gut connection. Okay, if you've ever met me, you've heard me say, if you eat every day, you need to poop every day. Here's how you do that. There are three things that are important to the process of having a nice, easy poop. First, poop needs to be soft. Second, humans need to position their body the right way. And third, they have to have the opportunity, whether that's time or place, to use the bathroom. All three of these things need to be in place for everything to go smoothly, literally. There are so many ways that things can get messed up though. Like the problem for middle school kids is they don't feel like they have a place to go at school where nobody's going to know they're pooping because, you know, they think everyone's paying attention to them. I mean, in truth, they aren't. Most people are thinking about themselves at that age. I'll address each of these three components. First, soft poop. Some of the reasons things might get hard are from holding. The longer stool stays in the colon, the more water is absorbed and the firmer it gets. And you need to eat things that make the right ingredients for soft poop. It's made of indigestible fibers and water, so you need to ingest those. The strategy here is to drink water and eat fiber. Here's how much fluid a kid needs every day. A one to three-year-old needs about 30 ounces, and that can include water or milk. Four to eight-year-olds need 40 ounces. And age nine to 13, boys need 60 ounces a day and girls need about 50 ounces a day. So from age 14 to adult, boys need about 85 ounces a day and girls need about 60 ounces a day of water. I usually recommend that a kid gets a water bottle and they mark it with times. So by 10 a.m., they have to have drunk up to the certain line and then by noon and then by 2 p.m. and they have to fill it up twice a day. That's a really good strategy and kids like to have something to look at. For fiber, if you're tracking it, kids over age four all the way up to adult need 25 to 30 grams of fiber a day. A good challenge is to replace low fiber with high fiber foods and do it gradually. So you can add vegetables to things your kids already like, like put spinach on a pizza or maybe another vegetable. Hard to say. You got to pick what they like. I like to blend a can of chickpeas into my mac and cheese sauce. No one ever notices. It adds protein and it adds tons of fiber. You can also add chopped vegetables to all kinds of stuff. And another favorite thing of mine is to add a tablespoon of ground flaxseed to anything. Put it in your soup, your cereal, your oatmeal, whatever. Mix it in and let it sit for two minutes. No one will ever know it's there. 
And if you can't get a kid to eat more fiber, you can artificially soften stool by giving polyethylene glycol. That's the same stuff you take before a colonoscopy, but you give it in a smaller amount. It's sold as the brand name Miralax. And pediatricians, we love this stuff. It's tasteless. It dissolves in anything like food or drink. So kids aren't even going to know they're taking it. And the other thing is it's not absorbed by the body. It stays in your intestines and it pulls water into the colon to soften things up. So it's really safe. You can use it forever if a kid needs it. I have some kids who have been on it for years. It's available over the counter and the dose of Miralax is to give as much as you need to make the stools the same consistency as soft serve ice cream. You can talk to a doctor about the exact right dose. There are lots of different types of laxatives also that you may want to talk to your doctor about and they can help guide you through those options. Okay, next, the position of the body. Most people can't move their bowels while they're standing or if they're sitting with their legs dangling. Your feet need to be touching something to support them. And posture matters. There's this great video. It's called The Poo in You. It's on YouTube from Children's Hospital Colorado. It shows you how your intestines line up when you sit upright, and that makes things easier to pass. Some of my young patients, like three and four-year-olds, they've watched this video, and it has helped them to understand what's going on. Sometimes they quote it back to me. It's kind of cute. Be sure to use a training toilet on the floor, not the big potty or a potty that sits on the toilet for little kids. It probably won't put them in the right position to go, and their feet still need to touch the ground. Okay, lastly, you need to have the opportunity. We're all so busy and we're on the go. I've seen parents carry a potty with them everywhere. I can't stand it when I see like a kid pooping in the back of a minivan in a parking lot, like at the mall. They have to be uncomfortable. I think the most important thing here is for parents to learn about something. It's a reflex. It happens when food enters the stomach. When food stretches out the stomach, it causes contractions of the intestines and it makes you have an urge to use the toilet. All humans need to use the toilet 20 to 30 minutes after eating because of this reflex. So figure out which meal usually makes your kids go and have them sit on the potty then and make sure you have free time after meals so they have the opportunity to go. If you eat and run or you eat meals in the car or while watching television, you're gonna disrupt their natural flow. Since we know about this reflex, we can use it to our advantage when we treat kids with potty issues. We often recommend starting toilet time. A kid has to like sit on the potty after a meal for at least five minutes. That's their toilet time. Remember what I said, if you eat every day, you have to poop every day. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. Now go drink some water. For more from The Pediatrician Next Door, find me on the web at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com. If you've got a question about the weird things kids do, send an email to hello at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com for a chance to hear your voice on the show. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter, and I'm The Pediatrician Next Door. This show is produced by Red Rock Music. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever it is you're listening. I'll be back next time with more.